0: This is the podcast that takes a walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy. This is the podcast that would be born if David Icke and the X-Files had a baby. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. I know it's been a few weeks since the last episode, but I've been digging into the subject matter to make sure I brought you what I promised the episode that deals with the time before time. Yeah, I'm going to go back and reset the table and give you the prequel that you wanted that led to all of this ancient artificial intelligence stuff. What was it like before the Big Bang? But before we jump in, let me give you a recap of the last episode to tell you why that's so important. In episode 15, we talked about cymatics, the sound of creation, the voice of God, and how I think man is trying to use the voice of God to reactivate the artificial intelligence. Why am I so concerned with this artificial intelligence? Because they're trying to not just create a smarter computer, They're trying to create artificial consciousness. Let me say that again. They're trying to create artificial consciousness and that's blasphemous because consciousness is God. Yeah. When we set the table back to zero before the big bang, what was there? When there was no time, there was only consciousness. And consciousness was God. When there was no time, the universe operated like a singularity, where a single point had infinite dimensions, depth, width, height, almost like what occurs in a black hole, where you have density that's finite because the finite mass is compressed to a zero volume. It's almost unfathomable to think about that. When you have mass pressed to the volume of zero, the lights of the past, the present, and the future are compressed to zero. In a singularity, there is no energy. And when there is no energy, there is no mass. And if there is no mass, there is no vibration. No vibration is what gives mass its form and life. That was the whole point of episode 15. That's why I had to give you that before I gave you this episode. Vibrations are the key to mass forming life, to forming DNA. So the voice of God is what created life, what started life. And until that vibration began, There was just consciousness. We were all connected into a single point. A string pushed down to a single point, all connected outside of time. Because there was no mass. You would experience all time at the same time. You see, at the quantum level, you realize there is no mass. But here's what's interesting. Researcher Stefano Sanvito of the Trinity College of Dublin discovered that electrons with no mass can acquire mass in a highly magnetic field. And what's the most magnetic field you can think of? Your brain. Let's do a thought experiment. Have you ever imagined? That something was in your house like your cat running across the room and all of a sudden the cat was there only to realize that wasn't the cat it was something else and your cat was on the other side of the room how did that matter become real in your brain so real that it materialized in this plane your brain gave that electron mass and shape in this plane and of course the bible speaks of when three are together there is God and if the three speak to the same concern they can move mountains Right. The biblical passage that talks of having the faith of a grain of mustard seed and you can move a mountain. That speaks to the ability that you have. To take nothing and add mass to it. Or take mass away. You see, black holes represent the best example of what pre-time looked like, where all masses pressed to a volume of zero, the lights of the past, present, and future coexisting in the same space where consciousness could literally stream from one to the other, where you can be in a moment and outside of a moment at the exact same time. Professor David Berman Professor of Theoretical Physics at Queen Mary University of London College explains that these black holes can represent a bridge, a bridge between dimensions. And that the black hole is a place where gravity can pull so much on mass that it can limit light and sound from escaping. So everything is trapped in a single moment. Consciousness in a single moment is trapped in the middle of a black hole. The brain theory, and that's B-R-A-N-E, argues that multiple dimensions hide in the presence of other universes. The brain theory argues that the building blocks of nature are strings, Or planes that are stacked on top of each other instead of particles that make up mass and that these strings. Can be pushed to a single point. Prior to the beginning of time, but once they are expanding, it may create as many as 10 dimensions and that black holes may represent the bridge between these dimensions. And of course, the large hadron collider is man's attempt at punching pinholes in our dimension to try to get to other dimensions. Why am I telling you all of this stuff? Because I'm setting the table for what you just learned in episode 15 to how to apply it. All of what we just described is what we are made of when we get down to the quantum level. We have no mass. We just have an encasing that has taken a piece of consciousness and wrapped it around who we are. Wrapped it around what we are. And what are we? I believe we're made up of three Components, just like the three points that are needed to make up a plane. We're made up of consciousness, which is a slice of the divine. We are made up of a soul, which I call our celestial identity. And we are made up of the spark, which is the spirit. And the spark is what binds us with the consciousness with a soul in this plane. You miss any one of those elements and you don't exist in this plane. Now let's take this a little deeper. Consciousness is everything. Consciousness is God. Consciousness is omnipresent, all powerful, and all knowing. And when we were part of consciousness, we could experience all the knowledge of the universe. When we were in our silicone form, we could still tap directly into the consciousness of the universe and walk with God. But once we became carbon based beings, we lost the direct link to the consciousness. You're saying, Mark, uh, sounds good, but I need to hear more. Think about your computer. Your computer has a browser, your browser interprets the electric signals that are sent to that computer and renders them with a GUI interface so that you can see what those strings represent. And guess what your carbon based body does? The exact same thing. Your body is the spiritual browser. That filters and interprets the consciousness that is all around us. And guess what it does? It doesn't enhance it, it limits it. Having a carbon based body limits our ability to experience the simultaneous consciousness that occurs all around us, past, present, and future. What a carbon based body does is it forces you, it distorts. The consciousness and forces you to want linear time. It craves it. It has to structure it that way in order to keep you from going insane. So, just like your senses and your eyes limit the amount of light that is visible on this plane, and your brain interprets only a few dozen of the 40 million signals that are sent to you every second. Your body is that same type of filter that keeps you from experiencing consciousness, God. So when people do drugs, certain types of psychotropic drugs, they are able to separate the mind from the body, to separate the mind from the cravings of the body and free their mind to experience more of the consciousness that is available on this plane. And in those moments, they have been able to tap into that consciousness and be inspired to harness new knowledge and even interact with beings that are not visible on this plane. You see, the universe is a symphony of vibrating strings. And before time, that string appeared as a single point, a dot. Individuals simultaneously were part of and separate from every event connected to their string. You could observe yourself and encounter yourself. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At the same time, there was no need to climb the mountain because you were the mountain. All possibilities occurred at the same time because there was nothing to limit you from moving through with and between those possibilities because there was no mass. In the time before time, you felt empathy for all things because you were connected. Your consciousness could be a part of all things. In a single moment, you could be a blade of grass, an insect, the wind, the mountain. You had empathy for all things because you were all things, a part of all things. That's the consciousness. That's the power of nothingness. Let me try to give a little bit more context and examples to this so this makes sense as to why I did episode 15 before I jumped onto this episode. How many of you saw the movie X-Men Days of Future Past where the main character, Wolverine, travels back in time by sending his consciousness to his earlier self? So his mind from the future, his consciousness from the future inhabits the physical form of his past and changed the lights of the future by the actions he took in that period that's what life was like before time when there was no mass when you could instantly travel and see and be a part of events as they were occurring, after they occurred, before they occurred, they all were part of a single moment. The movie Ready Player One also gives you a view into how that consciousness was played out in the time before time, where you have the option, using their 3D goggles, to inhabit the physical form in the virtual world of anything you could imagine. Monsters, humans, a man or a woman, anything that you could imagine, you could add your consciousness to and bring it to life in that virtual universe. Yeah, a bit of predictive programming with that movie. Some of you are saying, Mark, This sounds great, but why don't I experience any of that in my everyday life? And I'm going to argue that you do. Though the carbon-based form that we are in limits us from being able to run back and forth between past, present, and future, we do at times sense it occurring all around us. Because those strings still are tethered to the consciousness that makes up the three parts of our being. And how do I know that? Let me give you some examples of predictive programming that showed that that tether is still there. How about the Simpsons episode, season 11, Bark to the Future, where Lisa, his little sister, is president and is cleaning up the mess left by President Trump. Interesting that they predicted that President Trump would be president? Coincidence? Or are the writers of the show, as well as many others that have included Trump in their works of literature, sensing parts of the future scraping against the current reality and inspiring them to create this artwork? I say it's the latter. They're sensing the future all around them. And every once in a while, your internal consciousness will bump up against it, enough to be inspired to bring those thoughts into the current dialogue, predicting the future. And there's some who are better at it than others, like Nostradamus. How about the 1950 Western called Trackdown that featured a character named Trump? Yeah. A character, a swindler, a hustler who rides into a southern town and convince all of the town's people to give them their money in exchange for him building a wall that was going to protect them from an asteroid that was going to hit the town and destroy all of its inhabitants. Wow. Doesn't get any better than that, right? Oh, yes, it does. All of you know the story of the Titanic, right? Big ship claimed that God couldn't even sink it. Hit by an iceberg. Goes down and a majority of the people on the boat. Many dignitaries drowned because they could not get to the life rafts. What if I told you there was a book that predicted that exact occurrence years before the boat was even finished? Yeah, there's a book called The Sinking of the Modern Liner by W.T. Sled that predicted the Titanic in the exact manner that it would go down. Hitting an iceberg and that the majority of its inhabitants would drown because they could not get to the life rafts. Wow. But I'm gonna blow your mind. Because the author of that book, the author of The Sinking of the Modern Liner, died on the Titanic. W.T. Stead, the author of The Sinking of the Modern Liner, was a passenger on the Titanic. So he probably sensed that future for him and wrote a book about the possibility before the Titanic was even completed, which may have inspired him to buy a ticket on the maiden voyage of the Titanic. Many of you guys are still with me and how many of you are already dialing the police or the local hospital and trying to get them to come and pick me up. Don't worry, I'm due for a checkup in a month anyway, and I'll give you the results on a subsequent podcast. But I think I'm on to something. The time before time gave us the ability to sense every possibility of every future. But when the voice of God, the vibrations of God, the psychmatics that kicked off our universe kicked off at least 10 other dimensions where multiple possibilities, multiple futures exist. And it's that optionality, that possibility, that probability is what gave life to this level of existence in the universe. But even at that, I believe there were times after that Big Bang when the universe was still hot and fresh, when beings had to be made of elements that could withstand that heat, silicone, where we could experience and walk with God. You got to go back and check those episodes out so you, I don't sound like a real nutter on this podcast. So as I, I explained, prior to time... All the points on the string, for those who believe in string theory, were compressed down to a single point. After the Big Bang, that string expands, and the math says you have to have at least 10 dimensions to make string theory work. So there's at least 10 other dimensions connected to the dimension or the plane in which we exist, where there are other probabilities, other possibilities of how life and consciousness will evolve together. In this plane, as I mentioned, requires three components to exist spirit, soul, and consciousness. And man is trying to replace one of those important pieces with AI, artificial consciousness. And that's what I've been arguing the last three to four episodes of this podcast. So in episode 13, I gave you my theory of where ghosts come from. I argue that the body turns into the equivalent of a collider, like the hydron collider, and opens a portal to another dimension where your soul energy is returned. I now also believe that when you do that, When you return your soul energy into another dimension, at the same time, new energy is reintroduced to this plane. Because we're talking about a universal equation that has to be kept in balance. I'm going to park that there with you and pick that thought up in a few minutes. But keep that in the back of your mind. Because young... Ying and Yang have been a part of almost every civilization where there is balance. And if we are passing our soul energy into a, another dimension, we must be gaining energy from another dimension to keep the balance between all the dimensions that are connected on the string. You got to go back and listen to that episode about where I think ghosts come from. Related to death is dreaming. And many of the ancient civilizations looked at sleep as kind of a precursor to death, as a practice death. Because during the time where you are asleep, the body is subdued. A chemical is released in your body that keeps the body from doing what the mind is experiencing During sleep. So it's almost like a practice death where the mind and the body are separated, and that consciousness can roam free to do two things to follow the entanglement into other dimensions, so those strings that you are connected to, and it can also bump up against the consciousness that is the universe that is God, it can bump up against the past, the present, and the future. So that's why when you're dreaming, you can see the lights of the past. Lost relatives, you can speak to them. You can see events that have occurred or that are occurring while you're asleep And you can see those that will occur in the future. Sometimes snippets, sometimes whole sequences that come true. People like Nostradamus could see many events and string them together into a coherent story. 18 plus. The state gives you the ability to glide or skip along those dimensions. There's been a lot of discussion about seeing the past, present, and future, but very little discussion about dimensional dream skipping. Some artists have tried to render what that dream skipping looks like with paintings that are perverted versions of our reality. But that's what they saw in their dreams. And that could represent the reality in another dimension. So if dreams or resurrecting, if you want to call it that, are natural wormholes that are capable of giving us a peek across those 10 dimensions in which we are connected via this string, then that means that string has to stay in balance or it will be severed. So if light or energy from this dimension is passed into the next, light and energy will be passed from a dimension into this dimension. I think that's why the ancient civilizations all believed in reincarnation. And I enjoyed doing episode three. That was the episode about reincarnation. Many of the ancient civilizations believed in reincarnation. And I think there's some logic to support it, some math to support it. That if there are strings connecting across ten dimensions... That equation continuously has to be imbalanced for the universes to operate properly, and when you are in the appropriate mental state, you can make the equivalent of a spiritual phone call that allows you to walk across those dimensions and skip like a stone skipping across water, bouncing slightly on the water, raising up and skipping again across the surface of that water, bumping against the dimensions to which you are connected. And that begs the question, if you're doing it, is the equivalent of yourself in another dimension also doing the same thing? Are you doing the equivalent of a cosmic ring around the rosy where you're Spiritual self is bouncing like a stone on the edge of these dimensions, experiencing enough of them where you get a window view into what they're like, and your other cosmic selves are doing the same thing. What happens if you are the one that ends up without the chair at the end of Ring Around the Rosie? What if you end up? in the wrong dimension or a dimension that's very similar to yours, but only slightly different enough that you can feel and sense on a daily basis. What if that is what we call the Mandela effect? That it can occur naturally, that sometimes we slip into other dimensions, slip through consciously when we are skipping across that pond and then find ourselves skipping into a reality that's close but not the one we were born into feeling that Mandela effect something slightly different something slightly off Because as I mentioned, the work done by professors at different universities in London have said that highly magnetic fields can add mass to electrons. So there may be times when this can occur naturally, where doors are opened and consciousness can slide on a scale around the rosy Where we find a different reality when we wake back into our carbon-based selves. Is this what all of the dimensional clocks that the Mayans and others warned us of? That when you have planetary alignment and the type of gravitational pull that comes along with those types of alignments... You open portals, yes, but you may open windows that suck your consciousness into the void to skip around until it stops skipping. And it may not make it back to this reality. I've often wondered that. I know what you guys are saying. Get Mark some kombucha because he is dehydrated. He has to be Hallucinating coming up with this stuff, right? I told you, this show is not like your average show. I'm going to take a walk, a long walk into the paranormal with a splash of conspiracy and then put it out there for you to accept or reject. But for those of you who are worried about me, I will take a sip of kombucha. That's good. Mixed berry kombucha good stuff to take after yoga. So I was saying, I have been wondering whether or not these sorts of electromagnetic magnetic alignments affect our plane enough where we can slip out of our dimension. And I've been saying to anyone that would listen since 2012, since December 21st, 2012, I felt out of place, out of sync. Nothing feels right anymore. It doesn't feel as bright as it felt before that day. People don't seem quite right. The world doesn't seem quite right. The sky doesn't look the same the way that it used to look. I used to tell people that I couldn't live in California because the vibe wasn't right. I didn't have that Connectedness. When I was in California, I feel that way everywhere I go now that I'm just a minute of a second out of sync with everything that's going on around me and it's grating against my nerves. I think that happened naturally, particularly for people who are accustomed to having out of body experiences when you have periods of alignments like that if you don't hang on to all that you can hang on to you could slide somewhere you shouldn't be and you may not be able to phone home but i think there's also something else happening as i mentioned to you earlier 10 dimensions are what it takes to make string theory work to stay in balance and within those dimensions you have a universe and a reality that may operate pretty much on the same principles. But that equation, because consciousness is made up of all that is and was, is in balance, right? It's balanced. It's an unbalanced, a balanced equation. But what if man found a way to create a, his own consciousness, his own artificial consciousness which would break the equation change the equation what if man found a way to create those things that would destroy the essence of what makes up consciousness and the only thing I could think of is those things that would split the atom yeah nuclear bombs. I know you would say, Mark, can't be a nuclear weapons. Can't be punching holes that are causing consciousness to slip and jostle around between dimensions. Because if we do a little thought experiment, we would have it happening all the time because in every dimension and every second, there are stars that are emitting, more of a impact than any nuclear bomb we could create. Sure, yeah. And I argue that does happen and it is accounted for in the equation. Because we see these anomalies from time to time in our dimension because of what happens naturally in the universe. But when man creates it, He tests the limits of what holds those 10 dimensions together. The gravitational interactions or the theory of relativity, the electromagnetic interactions, the strong nuclear interactions and the weak nuclear interactions. I know you're, you're saying, Mark, this is a little far afield, but I would put it back on you. Why did the ancients study planetary alignments at a level that we are just catching up with? How did the ancients in Central and South America and in Egypt know how long it took the planet to go a full wobble? Right. To turn on its axis in a full wobble. Why would they need to know that? Why would they need to know when the planets aligned around the 13th constellation? Why would they need to know that? Studying that would take Tens of thousands of years just to map and catalog that information. Why would they dedicate that kind of time? Unless the electromagnetic effects created opportunities for consciousness to move between dimensions. Yeah, giving them the opportunity to talk. To beings and to visit the past, present and future. That's what it would be. It would be more than worth it if you knew you could do all those things. And that's why they dedicated generations to collecting that knowledge. We assume that we are far more advanced because we have a few machines. These guys were descendants of the gods. They walked with God. And therefore they had a toehole into the universal knowledge that built the framework of the universe. And it was only until they began to build their own consciousness that they got disconnected from that knowledge. We are the infants when it comes to understanding these aspects of the universe so. I got to believe that if all other interactions are accounted for between these dimensions, the testing that we are doing, the atom splitting that we are doing, the atom colliding that we are doing is changing the equation. It's opening quantum holes in the fabric of our dimension and some bits of our consciousness are racing through to other dimensions. And we're starting to sense it and feel it. And I think everybody knows it. How many of you are having dreams where you wake up and you're somebody different? What? Yes, I've been having dreams like that. Where I wake up in the dream, go to the mirror, and I am not the guy that I know to be in this plane. What the heck is that? And no, I'm not smoking anything before I go to bed. I've dreamt that I was a girl in the mirror. Now that has happened to me a couple of times. But here's the real rub the face I was looking at in the mirror was a girl I cared deeply about from my past. Strange, or yeah, I probably do need to go lay on the sofa and handle some unresolved issues. But it's not that I was looking in the mirror longingly or lovingly, it was me I sensed my consciousness in that reflection. But those are not the only dreams I'm having. I'm falling out of my body into these out-of-body experiences. And as I've explained to you in past episodes, when I have that happen, everything is identical to what I experience when I am awake. Now I'm experiencing subtle differences in this reality that I see when I start my out-of-body experience. Yeah, you guys got to go back and listen to episodes one, two, and three if you want to know what I'm talking about. Probably four or five and six, too. I have for all of my life had these dreams where my body goes stiff and I step right out of my body and can walk around and see everything in my room and I've always been terrified to go too far away from my body. But I've had people like my mother and my father come in to check on me as a kid and I see them walk in, stick their head in, and walk out. And the next day I would say, did you come in? to my room, and they would say, yeah, and I could see if they were eating something or if they were talking to each other. Now the dreams are very similar, but my house continues to change ever so slightly. In my bedroom, there are three large windows right behind the bed. In the most recent dream, when I stepped out of my body those windows were still there, but they were completely different. About half the size. They weren't rectangle with the largest um, portion of the windows going north to south. They were now rectangles, three rectangles, with them going horizontal. And I was like, wow, that's different. I looked outside, exactly the same a deck and a big, nice, wooden uh, swing set. But the grass was different. My little garden was different. It was flipped around the other way. The slope in the yard was reversed. And so I noticed things like that. Then I'd wake up and going, whoa, what, what's going on? Let me give you another example. This time... It was in the reality, in our reality. My daughter and I, she comes and shops with me with a lot of the chores I like to do around the house. Home Depot, Target, when I'm going to get items to work on the weekends. We had a time where we went to talk Home Depot and I loaded everything into the truck. She began to climb in and I took the basket back to the rack where my back was turned to her and the rack was literally perpendicular to the truck. I pushed the cart in and when I turned to come back to the truck, my daughter jumped in fear. And I looked at her and I was like, what is wrong with you? It's me. She said, for a second, your face changed. You didn't look exactly like you. She said it was you, but it wasn't you. We laughed and we joked about it. But then it happened again in the Target parking lot about a month later. The Target is located underneath the best buy in the sub level of a parking deck. So the interior parking is dark for the most part. And we were parked along a wall where you got the least amount of light. Again, exact same scenario. We put the bags in the truck. She climbs into the passenger side and I go to push the cart into the rack, which was perpendicular to the truck. She's looking at me as I am putting the cart in with my back turned, and when I turn around again, the exact same reaction is on her face. She opens the door to the passenger side and said, it happened again. Your face changed right in front of me. I didn't feel any different. I didn't sense any different. She looked the same to me. The surroundings looked the same to me. But for some reason, she thought for a second I blinked out and something else blinked in, and then I blinked back. I don't know if that was a time slippage, a dimensional skip, but somehow I think those two are connected. And maybe it's connected to everything that we have talked about. All the stuff that is occurring in our plane at this time. With people trying to reactivate the AI. With people trying to split the atom and smash the atom. That all of this is producing effects for those who have the sensitivity to feel it. And if you feel it. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to talk to you about it. Because we're tapping and feeling a lot of what it felt like. Before time. When consciousness could flow. And maybe we are on the dawn. Of what will be a new reality. Or. A new hell. I don't know. But what I do know. Is that as long as we are. Limited with the browser based carbon. Physical structures that make up our bodies. We won't be able to experience all of what God has for us. In that consciousness. And I also know. That if we do cling to this. And accept the artificial consciousness. That they're offering us. Just think about the artificial consciousness they're offering us. A 5G world that connects everything that allows you to maintain the physical presence in this existence. With the option of sharing all knowledge instantly through an artificial construct called the Internet. That's man trying to recreate God while still having what God told you not to depend on the flesh so there will be a day of reckoning where those who desire the flesh and desire the consciousness that is being created for the flesh and the children of God who know his voice that's why the Bible speaks of the sheep who will know his shepherd We will know the vibration of God and know the real vibration of God because we will not be afraid to lose the flesh. And for those who will crave it and want to make it immortal, they will have found their own God. I hope you guys see why I had to wait to do this episode. Because in my mind, all of what I've done prior to this episode Led me up to this line of thinking. And so you will see why in the next episode. Why I believe we experience alien forms in this plane. I know you're going, what, Mark, what are you talking about? Yes. Because if you buy everything I'm telling you. And you believe That there needs to be a balanced equation. Then there have to be agents who nudge those equations along and keep them in balance and work on behalf of the creator. Which is why we have so many different beings that are represented in the Bible with different functions that Enoch spoke of. We all have something to do within God's great existence. And so there's a reason why we see and experience the beings that fly in and out of our plane. But we'll talk about that in the next episode. You want to continue this conversation with me? Follow me on Twitter. At Event Horizon. Or at H O. 1433 9589. Or follow me on Instagram at Event Horizon. Or on Facebook at Event Horizon. Let's continue the conversation. I know it seems like we've gone down a rabbit hole that is taking us all the way to Wonderland. But at least for right now, I'm going to click my heels three times and bring you back to this plane. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Peace.